Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the show. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments of the week because we get to talk some hope, talk about these NBA finals, even some golf and other things with one of the best and most hardworking in the business, on the line is the host of BetMGM tonight in Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. And also, be sure to check out Trista's NBA podcast, Heat Check, also available wherever you find your podcast. Yesterday, I hit another big career milestone. I had the second of my two uh, big-time hockey shows with one Mr. Michael Jenkins of The Daily Tip. But do you know who the ad reads were for? Do you know who the ad reads were about? Trista freaking Crick. You had that huge live show ahead of Game 5 of the NBA Finals last night. How did it go, my friend? It was awesome. We had um, – that's really cool, by the way. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was really, really good. We had John Dickinson on from 95-7 The Game. And John, I've known since, man, I, I forget which finals. It might have been the 2019 finals uh, where it was Toronto versus Golden State. And I went viral because I asked Draymond Green about his scuffle with uh, Drake. And it mm. went crazy. Viral. Like, it was on first take and all that stuff. And um, I got into a little beef with a, a Boston Globe reporter. And then we ended up having a media basketball game in the Bay. And he played in it, I played in it, and John Dickinson was the sideline reporter of it. So I was interviewed after the game because I guess I was the player of the game. I, I didn't play oh, you guess you were the team. player of the game? No big deal, no okay. big deal. <laughs> I think it was because I took, they like they knocked me down. I want to say like maybe Ethan Strauss. I, I think it was either Ethan Strauss or some other kid from the athletic bodied me underneath, but I kept my ground stopped them from hitting a layup, but my, my chest cavity was basically um, dipped in after that for probably a year. No, I'm joking. But it was it was a hard hit. People were like, people were like, ah, damn, that looked like it hurt. So me and him have known each other since then. He's a great, great, great guy, great follow. There's a pre and post game for the Warriors. So we had him on and just discussed really like how things change for the Warriors depending on if they win or lose this series in mm. terms of their decision-making moving forward. You know, because if they win, they're probably just going to run everything back. They're not going to think too much about what the future is and everything kind of in the future is gravy because they already have these four chips and Steph has another one without KD and it's against, you know, probably their their toughest opponent um, in terms of the fact that they're under man with no KD and they're not playing a, a Kyrie and Kevin Loveless 
Cavs team, right? And they're not playing a, a Toronto team that ended up getting the win when they didn't have KD. So I think this will be a very impressive win for them and, and probably lead them to make, I guess, like less decisions, less good decisions, and the media will continue to fillet them like they do. Mm-hmm. And my battle with them will continue. You know, it's, it's already done. And the battle's done. You know, like I've said, this is a dynasty. Can't say enough good things about them. Um, and I'll win a lot of money. That really, at the end of the day, I, I just win money. Sounds like a hell of a time, and, and you're and exactly MVP right. Trophies. Yeah, MVP trophies, <laughs> just casually getting bodied by people. It's one thing to get your breath knocked out, but it's another thing to get your soul. I, I've been there before. But I, I, you mentioned Draymond Green, and I'm definitely a bigger Draymond Green fan than Adrian is, but you were on Twitter today uh, in case anybody forgot about Dray and exactly what he specializes in, which is shutting down the opposition. How has Draymond evolved throughout this series and enabled him to be so successful defensively against the Celtics' top talent? Because everybody has been ragging on him, but at the end of the day... The Celtics won game one, and they haven't won uh, since. And I think a lot of it has to do with him. Yeah, I think the thing that Draymond does so well is he's not only a playmaker, um, which is kind of, I think, the thing that he's most underrated at. He's just a really good decision maker overall. You saw the fake dribble handoff leading to the dunk, which I I was really happy to see him do that just because it's a moment where it's like I'm still, my confidence is high. I, I feel compelled to do that. Uh, he's just really smart. His his idea and, and knowledge of angles is really good. His knowledge of just the game and what people want to do and how he counters the counters uh, against you know really important and, and good playmakers like Jason Tatum that can do incredible things with the basketball, their shot-making ability. Jason uh, Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are some of the best at that. And, and I think just like he's a student of the game. Um, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he'll get in pretty easily and – you know, Spike Eskin is giving me a hard time about that. One of the WFAN, the, the program director, gives me a hard time. But I think Draymond Green is, is Rodman-esque. No, 100%. And also, like, everybody gets into the NBA Basketball Hall of Fame anyway. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no disrespect saying, to Dre. If you're saying Draymond isn't a, isn't a Hall of Famer, then you're basically saying that he's a scrub. And so, especially with all the, you know, he was with Izzo in Michigan State. He's and, not a Hall of Famer who is. Yes. Uh, but one thing I, I do want to talk to you about with Draymond specifically in this series, and I, I, granted it is a what if, but to me, and you're talking about counters and, you know, a series is a game of adjustments. To me, the most fascinating move of this entire series, and me and Lindsay talked about it a little bit yesterday, was the fact that Steve Kerr actually took him out and put in Kevon Looney and went offense defense on the substitutions at the end of game four. Like how ballsy was that of Steve Kerr to do? And do you think Draymond would have been cool with it had they lost that game and gone down three, three, one, excuse me. Yeah, because of the relationship that they have, right? Like Draymond wasn't Draymond right before Steve Kerr turned him in and used him in this way. So there's a lot of capital and trust between them where it's like, listen, you know, sometimes you have to give it to the hot hand or the hot rebounder or the person who's able to, you know, be more versatile. Draymond knows what his size limitations are. He, he knows what Kavon Looney does. Kavon Looney is, they're calling him Moses Maloney. So like, you know, it, I thought it was really smart. I thought it was some of Steve Kerr's best coaching we've ever seen. Uh, his rotations have been really interesting. He's had a couple bad moves. Like I felt like the last game, Putting in Andre Iguodala was peak arrogance. Like, you know Andre Iguodala is – it's very clear that was just, like, to give and throw Andre Iguodala a bone, but also bad bad move from a winning perspective. 
Um, but I think Draymond would be cool with it regardless. Uh, he doesn't strike me as a guy with a particularly large ego when it comes to you know, doing whatever is in the best interest of w- in winning. And I think that starts with Steph. Like Steph's the ultimate competitor and, and superstar who has no ego, and whatever he needs to do to win, he will. And I think that trickles down, and I think that's trickled down to your guy, Lindsay, which I, I wanted mm. to talk about, is Andrew Wiggins. Like, Andrew Wiggins had it last night. He put the team on his back. If Andrew Wiggins doesn't play like that, they don't win. 20-something points, 13 rebounds. After a 16-rebound game before that, and Steve Kerr said something that really made me – it's probably going to have a sticking point with me, and I actually think this anyway, is that every player in the NBA – and you can see this with Gary Payton the second too. Mm-hmm. Every player in the NBA can become a legitimate contributor and and a real deal impact player if they're in the right situation. That's and completely to agree. me that means you know what I mean. And so to me that means who's out there that we think of as kind of mid that could be really really good. You know, if you just look at their body and mm-hmm. and their athleticism and their movement. Who is under the right system of coaching, encouragement, mentality, and mentorship could could flourish? And the the possibilities are are pretty endless. And it could be argued, you know, Andrew Wiggins probably the second best player on that team so far, even in the Western Conference Finals versus Dallas, and him being able to rebound and everything with Andrew Wiggins. Um, And on the flip side, though, from the Celtics' perspective, uh, there's been some whispers and you know, I kind of think there might be a little bit of truth because it's kind of hard to explain some of these Jason Tatum stats. Like, even the fact that he hasn't even dunked this entire series. Um, and, and some people are saying, uh, you know, he might be a little bit more injured than he's let on. To me, back-to-back seven-game series against a physical Miami and Milwaukee. Like, how much do you think all of this is coming into play with Jason Tatum and some of the struggles here in the finals? It's weird. It's really weird. I thought that maybe there's more to that stinger than we think. You know, he got elbowed in the like sort of shoulder slash neck in the in the heat series and hasn't looked hasn't looked consistently elite since he obviously was 50 percent from the field last night but it didn't really look like it did it we know that and so i don't know man it it doesn't feel like what everyone thought was that boston was a much better team offensively they're stagnating and a lot of that's because and i hate to say it Marcus Smart's not a true point guard. They don't have anyone on that team with a really good handle. No one. No one. Like, Peyton Pritchard is probably the best ball handler on that team, and he gets, like, 12 minutes a game. Yeah, Adrian's been on that for the for the last couple weeks, just talking about like how how much of a struggle it is to watch Jason Tatum and Jalen and Jalen Brown and, and Marcus Smart dribble and how many turnovers. And that's just if it's a ten point swing, it's only what three turnovers because that's just how it works with all the three balls that are being shot. Yeah, and I guess the question is, like, what do you do? If you're yeah. Brad Stevens, you've got it's, – it's a lot easier to find a scorer than it is to find someone who can play defense like Marcus Smart, draw charges, you know, be on staff like White on Rice, right? So sure. it's a lot easier to find the Zach Levines in the world, the pure sweat guys that can't do anything else but get buckets, no shade to Zach Levine, than it is to find two-way guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's just they have they have guys who just don't really handle the ball as much as you should be able to if you're the primary playmaker in Marcus Smart. But like, I don't know what you do. I don't I don't know 
Like, I guess Drew Holiday is is a, is like a better version of Marcus Smart, but you're not getting him. Draft so I don't well. know what the alternative is. You know what I mean? Draft well, mm-hmm. find someone to fulfill that role. Marcus being the heart and soul of the team certainly doesn't help them go to the finals when he's the first full-time, the first full-time starter uh, opportunity that he's gotten. That obviously doesn't help. So it's a tough set of decisions. And, and maybe, you know, a fully healthy Robert Williams helps them. Maybe you figure out a way to get another pure scorer. Maybe you find a way to get Bradley Beal on this team. If you can get mm. him to – if you can give a bunch of picks and Al Horford and get Bradley Beal in a sign-in trade, and you know Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum want to play with one another, and maybe Beal will want to play in Boston now for the very first time because I think he's been pretty vocal about not wanting to be there, but now that they have a different culture, maybe – I think Bradley Beal would, would definitely help. And Almost it, like and a role that reversal, me. like that trade they did a few years from Boston, the reason why they have all these guys on this roster now. Yes, yes. Oh, right on. Um, I have some questions about golf, but not really uh, anything too specific. I'm really digging how fired up Rory McIlroy is at the U.S. Open this week, just talking about the Live Tour. He's won the U.S. Open before. I'm sorry, he's dominated this event before many, many moons ago. But what do you think about Rory's chances specifically and his ability to drive that ball out of the long thick that is synonymous with U.S. Open challenge? First and foremost, I think if he hadn't won it last week, I'd be much more interested in betting him very very difficult to win back-to-back tournaments Mm -hmm. especially one of those tournaments being a u.s open or being any major for that matter so i'm I'm not really interested in taking it um i probably and i said this to the buffalo guys right before i went on with you is any of the live guys i just wouldn't bet them dustin too much pressure yeah i just think it's just too many distractions Mm -hmm. they're going to be asked about it the entire weekend the entire week. And in fact, if you could get a cut special for one of those guys to, you know, not make the cut, let's look at it. Let's look at it. So Bryson DeChambeau to miss the cut is actually minus 175. So, so Vegas is seeing what I'm seeing, right? You're talking about, uh, let's look at Dustin Johnson for a second and see what he is. Plus 170 to not make the cut. Not saying that that's like, it's betting for a reason, right? But I think that the level of distractions there. Same thing, Phil Mickelson. Wow, Phil Mickelson is minus two seventy five to miss the cut. Holy <laughs> moly, guys! This is the first time seeing this. They don't. I mean, Taylor Gooch is plus one fifty to the miss Gooch. the cut. These are all the guys. Patrick Reed is my, plus one ten to miss the cut. But for for two guys to be huge minus money to miss the cut shows you how distracting all of this is going to be for them. So I, I would stay away from Bryson, uh, Dustin Johnson, Taylor Gooch, Phil Mickelson, uh, Patrick Reed. Um, I think that's pretty much it in terms of who's in this tournament that's in the, um, it's in the, that's in the U.S. Open. But, uh, and then I would stay, stay away from that and probably stay away from Rory. I, I need to do more research on Brookline Mm. in order to kind of get a sense of the golfers that are going to do well there. From what I've read already, there's a lot of uneven fairways, the angle versus straightaway fairways. Um, Over-aggressive golfers are going to get effed up. He's going to have to be layup central. Um, Chipping chipping is going to be a premium because the greens are really, really small. And it's weird, too, because it's not even one golf course. There's three nines at Brookline. And they're changing the tees and greens from all 27 holes to make their own golf course out of it. So it's kind of like Beth Page 
the way they do it with Beth Page with mm-hmm. all the different uh, nines that they have. So it's I don't have any official plays, but those are kind of my main takeaways in terms of like how I would think about betting it. And one more thing, I would say no Will Zalatoris. When the lights get too bright, that man has the yips. Oh, those are the worst. And the, and the worst uh, environment to have them in. The Trista Crick Caddy School, guys. I, you got to sign up, <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Uh, days ago, you and I, Trista Crick, were firmly seated on the New York Rangers bandwagon. Like Mika Zabinajad and Chris Kreider, I'm here for emotional support. But that team's not just a flash in the pan. That's a young emerging <clears throat> squad uh, that is just learning what it takes to play into June. If you had to pick an NBA or NFL team that matches that vibe, who is it and, and what is it going to take for them to find the next gear? Man, Lindsay, I've got two. You're going to be excited. Okay. I think you're going to be excited. Okay. One, I would say the Minnesota Timberwolves. (laughs) Right? Didn't go deep into the playoffs this time, but definitely young, definitely very aggressive. If you haven't seen The Hustle yet with Adam Sandler, Ant Edwards is the villain in this. Fire. He is excellent. He is an absolute star. I I think that everything that, that is going on with the Timberwolves, I love. I love the Tim Conley hire. Uh, I don't love, love, love the Dell Demps hire just because of how he treated Anthony Davis and wouldn't get rid of him and, you know, was very stubborn in that regard. But he's not the one in charge. Tim Conley is. So I, I really think that the Timberwolves are sort of synonymous with the Rangers. Young, aggressive, mm. gritty, makes bad decisions sometimes, uh, and, and, like, shoots themselves in the foot even when they have uh, the advantage because you probably shouldn't have beaten the Grizzlies, which Facts. I don't even know what happens in the Warriors series if that happens, right? So – I think that's that's one. And then I think probably the Pelicans to a degree as well. Up and coming franchise, very athletic, you know, very well coached. Um, even though Willie Green is not as 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 seasoned as Gallant is, I think he's gonna be an excellent coach for a very long time and got has the pedigree and has played the game for, for a long time too. So I think those are probably my top two. Trista, before we get you out of here, I don't know if you know this about me, um, but I'm a Disney dad and we're very excited here in this studio. For Friday, because Lightyear's coming out. So, with that being said, before you leave, I need to know who's your favorite Toy Story character. I don't even have one, guys. Mm. I don't even. I don't even. Have you have seen one. a Toy Story? Any of I them? I think I've seen one. I think I've seen t- Toy Story one. All right. For- I like Woody. Woody's okay. I like Woody. You I know- had a Buzz Lightyear toy when I was like nine. Same. The best. See, Trista is really encompassing the the uh, what is it? Um, ball is life, or yeah, life is one hundred percent. It's the lifestyle. It's a yeah. mindset. It's I, a grind. I understand. It's I'm cool. also deep into Marvel, right? So I'm I watched uh, Multiverse of Madness last weekend, which was excellent. Miss Marvel, I'm all about. Yes, I'm all about. I'm I'm deep into Miss Marvel. I did that one. That one's going to be really fun. I think Marvel is maybe the best. Thing and the enter- the entertainment industry's ever done, honestly. Like I don't think that's even hyperbole. The fact that when they their their dedication to diversity and the fact that they know that having a diverse audience and having representation across different diverse uh, groups is really not only important for inspiration for young kids, but also money. Like to have the very first uh, Muslim superhero is is only leading to good things. Right. It changes mm-hmm. the way that we see one another. It t- changes the way that little kids see people with different religions and different, uh, you know, backgrounds, ethnicities, all that. Same thing with what happened with Shang-Chi. 
and and when they do it, they do it right, and they get the directors and producers of of that um, creed and ethnicity to to do it authentically. And I think that they just continue to evolve in a way that's mind blowing. I I don't think there's anything better than Marvel. I'm all smiles in the studio now, Trista. Thank you. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just I just wish that the they didn't take so many of those dollars out of the room, but I suppose we can just uh, get the machines to print more money. I think that would solve a lot of our problems in this economy, but the one, the only, the Trista Crick, thank you for taking the time to talk hoops with us today and all season long um, and, and sharing your spectacles in our collective mind's eye. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day and week, Chris, Trista Crick. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Trista Crick, I think I've said her name about 18 times, but that's all right because Insider Calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Head to Driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in Driveway's nationwide inventory. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista Crick's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And on the other side of the break, so much room for activities! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.